listening to the Three Peak Strong Podcast. I'm Coach Mel. And I'm Coach Nina. Join us as we embrace the journey of connecting mind, body, and spirit in our community and beyond. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Coach Mel. And I'm Coach Nina. Today we are coming to you with a, something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. We're going to do like a coach's Q&A. Yeah. Just kind of a quick uh, quick fire questions and, and uh, just to kind of give you guys more insight about us and um, just some fun tidbits. So uh, first question, Nina, what is your favorite cheat meal? My favorite cheat meal? It's more like a cheat food okay and that would be sour patch kids oh i have a sweet tooth especially okay. for sour gummy candy oh my gosh yeah okay it's bad it's bad what about okay. you uh popcorn oh i love popcorn H- hands down it's popcorn i would definitely do popcorn over sour patch kids it's like it's like old school like back when i was little yeah like friday and saturday night yeah popcorn see i think we've talked about this before our families were both huge into popcorn totally that's like when ian and i got together he was like yeah we really like to like just make tons of popcorn and watch movies and like yes that's all you need to do just make a lot of popcorn and watch movies. yes mm-hmm. and because i don't do well with corn anymore yeah it's sad it's depressing so I agree. if i'm gonna choose to do that i have to be prepared for right the next four or five days not being very fun because <laughs> my body doesn't necessarily enjoy corn anymore mine doesn't either so it's a sad it's a sad thing mm. i wonder if because we ate so much of it when we were younger if it just had an effect you know yeah because we were talking about that earlier mm-hmm. with like your gluten, gluten. oh my gosh <laughs> no joke gluten either patties oh my I goodness seriously um yeah Cause that's like I ate so much wheat growing up, but corn too. And thinking of it now, like all the things I have problems with now, I used to eat a ton of. Interesting. When I was little. Interesting. So maybe that's. I hope not. Maybe we can go for a long time without eating it and then eat it again. Because the first time I had avocado, I had guacamole. Mm-hmm. After being like, that's disgusting, and then I finally ate it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Yeah. And then like my tongue and face started swelling up immediately. No. That's when I realized, oh, I'm allergic to avocado. So I didn't eat it for like 10 years, and now I can eat it. So but I don't want to go 10 years without popcorn. Uh, no, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, whatever, I'll just deal with it. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a good segue, though, to our next question. Yeah. How do you get back on track when you've gotten off track mm. and eaten a few bowls of popcorn or, you know. Tubs. Tubs, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can put away an impressive amount of popcorn. Oh. I think I have a popcorn stomach, too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm women's retreat, we're just going to have popcorn and oh just say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother Nina and Mel. We're just going to eat just gonna the popcorn. popcorn. We're yeah. bringing the whole bag for us. We're right. not going to share. Right. Um, how do you get back on track when you've gotten off track? Um, for me, uh, it's it's really challenging depending on how far off track I've gotten. Yeah. Um, if I've just blown everything out the window, um, I may not even recognize that I need to like, like wake up a little bit, Yeah. but I was outside today and 
I have a couple of chairs and one was blown over and this thought occurred to me it was like you know just to get it setting back up right you just have to pick it up and put it back on you just have to literally pick it up and put it back up but sometimes like getting back on track getting back to where you need to be it is so like overwhelming and daunting because you think it's going to be that yeah and truly it's just taking one step in front of the next baby steps to get back to where it was so for me if I have fallen um I will go to bed with just guzzling some water Mm -hmm. um to try to get my brain like in a place where I'm full um instead of thinking that I'm still hungry yeah because uh, that's just a bad place because you know it's like a drug right you keep eating mm-hmm. or if you haven't worked out for a few days or whatever it is like you just need to get reset so for me like okay I've got to get my water back to where it needs to be mm-hmm. so getting that water up is a good and then just making sure like is my sleep where it needs to be like just those two things can kind of seem to help my brain a little bit yeah. get back into that focus um, and then I start to log my food again. Yeah. Those three helpful. things are kind of crucial for me going, mm-hmm. oh, I thought I was doing okay. Mm-hmm. And even logging it, it without pressure. Right. So logging it and going, oh, yeah, well, if I'm going to eat that bowl of popcorn, <laughs> I'm going to log it. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I got to start somewhere. Yeah. I got to pick the chair back up and get, like, I got to start. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I can walk past the chair being on the ground for six months and go, oh, wow, I should pick that up. Yeah. Yeah, I should get back on track. Or I can just take a step forward and actually do something. Do. What about you? Um, I think for me, the big one is logging because I mm. notice when I get to a point where I get more lax about what I'm eating when, you know, I see Sour Patch Kids, I'm like, yeah, some of those. Um Normally, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good, thanks. But, you know, you get to that spot sometimes where it's like, oh, my gosh. Realize, I think the first step is awareness, mm-hmm. realizing, oh, I, like, I'm not feeling the greatest. What's going on? Looking like, oh, oh, I've been eating, like, kind of not very intentionally mm-hmm. at all. Um, so for me, it's tracking. Like, mm-hmm. once I start to get back in that habit again, and again, not for pressure, not like mm-hmm. I've got to hit this calorie number or whatever, but just to see oh, I've been, like, really neglecting this meal. Or, mm. you know, I if I had a snack here, I'd do so much better. Right. Just to have that awareness of where I'm at and then knowing that if I'm going to eat it, I've got to put it in my tracker. <laughs> That's huge because usually then I'll stop and eat – or I'll stop and eat it. I'll stop and be like, uh, maybe I don't want that. Yeah. Or um, if I really, really, really want something, I'll put it in my tracker first mm. and then think – yeah, no, it's not worth it. I'm not going to have it. Or I'll have half of that. It helps me to have a little mm-hmm. bit more self-control. But actually, the other night, I did something that mm. I was really proud of because I normally don't do this. Yeah. I, was, I wanted to eat something, and I had, like, I had actually a certain amount I was trying to get for the day, and I had hit that, and I was like, man, I just want to eat. I just want to eat. And I stopped, and I was like, am I hungry, or am I just having a craving? And my tummy, like, it wasn't, you know, you know how you feel when you're hungry. Yeah. It didn't feel like that at all. It felt, you know, satisfied. It was full. So I was like, I'm just having a craving. So I had water instead. Mm -hmm. Um, Normally for me, just like, I don't even have that awareness of, oh, I'm I'm just having a craving. Instead, I'm like, what can I eat kind of thing. So I think awareness is key. Just recognizing, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not 
I'm not where I want to be. What do I need to do differently? Yeah. So that, you know, because sometimes it's just easier to ignore the chair and pretend it's not even there. Right. First, you got to recognize, oh, that chair is tipped over. Oh, mm. how'd that happen? I'll go fix it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, awareness is big. Yeah, I've walked by that chair, that chair being upside down since winter. Yeah. I have not done anything. I'm like, why have I not done anything? Literally, so yeah, being aware like, oh, that's upside down. Yeah, Yeah, no wonder I don't feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. sometimes you can see it and it's just not even registers or just like, oh yeah, it's there. And then realizing, oh, that's a problem. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I should do something. And I think the same is true for my my sleep, my rest. Mm. Um, Just being intentional about that is, for me personally, if, if my body is high stressed good food bad food i mean it really doesn't matter no food is going to be uh helpful and so the water and the sleep Mm. kind of put my brain at ease so that i can receive food into my body Mm -hmm. and have it be helpful not a hindrance yeah because if i'm just tight and frustrated or just going through life like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't help doesn't help any food try to digest so um so being intentional with my, my sleep has been That's really super helpful. good because I think um, it's easy to think, oh, you know, I'm not getting enough sleep. I'll catch up later. But mm-hmm. there have been so many studies that show that the less sleep you get, the more it affects your hunger hormones. Mm-hmm. So the ones that say, Gosh. I'm full, I'm hungry, you know, give me more. The cravings, like if you don't get enough sleep, cravings go up. Like yeah. it just messes up everything. So it really sleep, does. Sleep affects everything. So like... I don't know, I've been like a sleep Nazi lately. I've yeah. been napping. You have. I could never nap before. Now I'm like, it's it's like a whole new world. I understand why Ian always feels so good after a nap mm. now. Because I'm like, whoa, I was tired. So I closed my eyes and I woke up like 30 minutes later and I didn't feel hungover like I normally did before when I had a nap. And I'm like, this, I could really get used to this. This is nice. Good. Nice. Yeah. Sometimes, it, a lot of times it happens without me wanting to. I'm like, oh, and I took a nap. Okay, I'm glad I didn't have anywhere to be. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so switching gears a little bit here, literally gear. But <laughs> <laughs> What kind of gear in CrossFit should people have? Or what do you have? What's your, like, your go-to My gear? My go-to gear. My jump rope. I really love having a jump rope that's customized to my body. Mm, I have a weird body, so having one that's just right is key, I think. Um, And it's like it's not a big investment. It's some easy to get. You can carry it with you everywhere. Jump rope, wrist straps. For me, like for heavy overhead days or heavy front squats, I really like to have my wrist straps. And then. those clips that you guys got us for Christmas a couple mm. years ago. They're like a jaw grip or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love those. Awesome. Those are my three things I always have to have. So awesome. Minimalist, but yeah. Yeah. Mine are definitely my wrist wraps. Um and my jump rope. Yeah. Pretty much those two. Um I don't I don't even wear socks anymore on deadlift day or snatch day. Like it's just too much work. Yeah. <laughs> It just, it just is. Um, but then also I've tried to been living, tried to be living out minimalist approach when it comes to the gear thing, because 
here's reality. If we're always using it, mm-hmm. we're always dependent upon it, right? And um, one workout, I had forgotten my jump rope at home, and I had to use the box one, and it was so maddening mm. because it wasn't my jump rope, and and I felt off in my game, and I'm like, okay, this is a bad attitude to have. Reality is, is that this is just fitness. Mm-hmm. We just need to be able to move. I don't need everything wrapped around my gear, right? It shouldn't take me 10 minutes to get ready for a CrossFit workout. Word. <laughs> it literally, like, I understand, like, the need for um, some knee sleeves for people that, you know, need that extra stabilization for yeah. their knees. But I will say this. Um, not every workout should be a workout that you use your gear. No, I agree. Um, if we're doing, like, today we did front squats... Um, I was really playing it by ear going, okay, how, how is my, cause I wear my wrist straps if my elbows, um, you know, if I'm feeling tightness in that elbow area, mm-hmm. ten, tennis elbow kind of a thing, but usually it's because of immobility stuff. Yeah. So I've got, you know, mobility problems. So we had a great warm up today, good mobility. I was like, yeah, my range of motion feels really good. If the weight was light enough, I'm like, yeah not using gear, not just not doing it. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because I don't want to become dependent upon something. Right. Um, and I, you know, we've said the same thing about weight belts. Oh yeah. In here. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there are a small amount of people out there that are going to yell and go, no, that's not right, Mel. But here's the reality. Like if you have to wear a weight belt, maybe you shouldn't be lifting it. I mean, really, like, if you have to physically put a weight belt on your body to lift something up, maybe it's too heavy. And here's the reality. If your car breaks down and you have to do something, or if it, you know, slips in, something happens, you're not going to have a weight belt to put on (laughs) to be able to lift something up. Hold up. I got to go get my weight belt before I can help you off the ground. Right? So it's not, it's not realistic. So trying to train without that stuff means I do what my body needs to do. Mm -hmm not what a false sense of strength tells me I can do. So I'm, I'm kind of like real anal about that. I, I want, I, I don't let my kids wear weight belts yeah. and I'm sure they get like, well, why not? Yeah. Well, because if, if I can't lift it without it, yeah. then I shouldn't probably be lifting it. I've joked that I'm gonna get like a little Hello Kitty belt yeah. as my weight belt. Yeah. Just because I noticed the only thing that it really, like for me, yeah, that I could see it doing is remind me to keep my core tight. Exactly. So I'm like, so if I just put on like a teeny Hello Kitty belt, I'm gonna keep my <laughs> core tight. I mean, really, anything else, if it's gonna, I can't lift heavier with it, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not being, yeah so attached to our gear is a good I idea. Good. I did the same thing. I was like, it's light enough. I don't need wrist straps. Yeah. I can I can train my wrists a yeah. little bit more. Right. Take that opportunity if you're going super light. Yeah. And I think we've been working on a lot of grip intensive stuff lately. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it because it, does feel like it. <laughs> it felt pretty good mm-hmm. um, to be able to, you know, stay on the bar mm-hmm. and hold the bar. I mean, it, you know, I think it pays off if you trust the training. Mm-hmm. It will pay off. If you aren't committed to trusting the training, then yeah, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you do have to, so segue, you do have to put those things on as your body does right. build the strength up. I don't want you just, you know, wrist wraps. Um, well, yeah, but, once you hit a certain point, like for me, my wrists, like they bend way far back. So yeah. I have to get something on there yep. so I don't. Right. So, 
I, I think, uh, oh, I didn't even do wrist straps on handstand push-ups. Did cool. I? Or did I? I, I don't think you did. I don't think I, I did because we did deadlifts that day, right? Yeah, so you didn't have them on. I didn't for your have deadlifts. them on. No. So, and that's that's usually I would have them on because I have the same issue. My wrists come back uh, too far, yeah. and so like I need that extra support. But mm-hmm. so all this forearm stuff is working. It's helpful. Um, it is helping. Good. Nina, what's your favorite lift? <gasps> oh my goodness, it's a toss-up. I think between the push jerk. Ooh. And the squat clean, which really surprises me because I hate front squats with a passion. Mm -hmm. So, but the squat clean is so fun. Yeah. Like it's more fun than the power clean because it used to be the power clean. Okay. It's, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. It's squat clean all the way. Yeah. It's, it's my, it's always been my favorite lift. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Once I figured out what I was doing, I was like, oh, I like this. Yes. Squat clean days. Yes. That's fun. Yeah. Um, What's next? Least favorite movement. Ugh. <laughs> hmm. I'm curious. My least favorite movement. Let's see. I... I don't... I don't know if I have, like, a movement that I... Like, that's my least favorite. My weakest... My weakest lift or movement is bench. Yeah, that's, that's a challenge. And I one. hate push-ups, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I just. Think I mean, real. they're very similar. Uh, it's it's it is my least favorite, but I know I need to work on it. But yeah. I've I've always been eh, very hesitant because uh, I've always babied this the shoulder for yeah twelve years, just wanting to protect it. So it's subconsciously like. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hurt my shoulder. Yeah. You're not going to hurt your shoulder. should make that sound next time we do push-ups and we go, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you push-ups. 200 of you sucked. Mm. What about you? What's your least? Oh, thrusters. Thrusters. Thrusters followed by wall balls and then front squats. Mm. Thrusters, though, they are the devil's movement. I hate them with a passion. What about them is, like, the death? Um, I think it's like two of my two weakest movements, mm-hmm. you know, go squats for me have always been a challenge, like especially front squats that the extra mobility, my yeah. back is so tight. I like to taco squat instead of, you know, keeping my elbows up and then having to come up and press that weight over my head. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. It's a full body it, torture. It, it is. Every it time is. I see Fran, I'm like, I hate you, Fran. I hate Fran. Like, so do you like Jackie? cluster or do you hate the cluster i used to hate the cluster okay. until i decided that i love the squat clean okay so the squat clean makes it okay but then i still gotta push it up over my head right so it's not my favorite not your favorite but not the death like it's the not like a like a straight thruster like claude's birthday wad yeah was i was like cool we're doing clusters i'm actually okay with this but then when we did it was Jeremiah's workout or something. We did something and it was thrusters and it was even, it was just seven and they yeah. were light and I was like, <laughs> like, I just want to go home right now. <laughs> no oh my gosh. Mm. What are you scared of the most? He. Hmm. Rejection. Rejection. That's huge. Yeah. I think that's probably... Yeah, it's 
probably a whole other podcast, but I think that's a big, I think that's my big uh, fear. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want people to, you know, want to be around us, mm-hmm. but I think rejection is just a, yeah. But you? I'd say there are a lot of things. Rejection is huge. Like, I think getting negative feedback. Mm. But the thought of getting negative feedback feels kind of like rejection. I can get negative feedback, and it's fine. But when I think about it, like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to say? What are they going to whatever? Like, that will tear me up forever. Mm. So that also snakes. (laughs) It is Snake Watch 2019, y'all. Every time we run, I'm Mm -hmm. like... Every time I go outside to throw something in the garbage, yep. I am aware. So, you do know. you know there was a dead snake down there? Shut up, no. Not today, but gosh, uh, one of our athletes was running down there during PT one time. No. Just last week. And she was like, there is a snake. No. Long snake. And it was dead down there. So, somebody had taken care of it, <sighs> but it was long. And I didn't go down there because I was, why would I do that? Because you're right? not crazy. Yeah. How would I do that? Rejection, feedback, and snakes. There we go. <laughs> I may hate mice. I may be scared to death of mice. Like, well, I did see how you reacted the other day when we thought there was a mouse behind the water cooler. Oh. You were hiding behind me. You saw that. I did. I noticed. Crap. I was like, don't get back. I'll, I'll keep you safe. I don't like snakes. I don't like snakes, but I really hate mice. Like, I don't yeah, like them. Nasty. When the kids were little tiny, we lived in Washington. Like, I came out at the 4 a.m. workout time, right? Uh. And I literally saw a mouse. We had only been there probably for a month. Maybe a month. And I saw a mouse. It jumped on the table, and I yelled for Claude. And I was like, get in here. I'm starting with box jumps today. Like, seriously, I can't stand I don't like mice. That's why um, I wanted a cat, but oh. our dogs chase cats, so. I gave a mouse a heart attack once. No. How yeah. do you do that? I need to know. Well, I have huge feet for my size. Okay. And uh, there was a mouse in our living room when I was little. I think I was like, well, I wasn't little, little. I was like 12 or 13. And yeah. it ran by me, and I reached out and stomped on its tail. And my cousin's wife was like, it's because your feet are so huge. I was like, shut up. Um... But it sat there for a second, like breathing really fast, and then it fell over dead. And I gave it a heart attack. Oh my word. So, I've also given a chicken a heart attack. Uh, if you need to give an animal a heart attack, I am your person. Mm-hmm. I don't Interesting. do it on purpose. But, but, yeah. but, you know, if the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one. That's funny. <laughs> um, so in an opposite direction, what's your love language? My love language kind of goes hand in hand with my fear. Mm. My love language is words of affirmation. Oh, wow. So, like, you can give me gifts and I appreciate Like, I actually, I used to say my love language was thoughtfulness because mm. I like it when people, like, I like to give gifts that are thoughtful. I like yeah. to think about, like, what's really going to make this person, oh, yeah. like, feel loved yeah. and seen. Yeah. And I like gifts like that, too. But words of affirmation, like, you can, like... You can lift me up, make me feel on top of the world, or you can kill me, like, based on what you say. Yeah. So I think that's words of affirmation for sure. We're like So use, use this knowledge wisely, people. Yeah, yeah. Everything that we're sharing here, like, should be used for 
our benefit. <laughs> Use your powers for good and not evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're sharing, like, yeah, we're sharing. Uh, my love language is the same. Mm-hmm. And you knew that mm-hmm. very much so. Uh, words of affirmation. It, it's like, and I used to think, like, so there's five love languages. If somebody hasn't heard of the love languages, if you haven't, um, highly recommend going online and taking the love language test. And there's actually a really great book by Gary Chapman mm-hmm. called The Five Love Languages. Excellent book. Uh, when it regards to parenting or marriage or whatever, yeah, like it's really helpful. So there's words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. There is time, quality time. There's gifts. Mm-hmm. There's acts of service. Mm-hmm. And what's the last touch. one? Touch, physical touch. Yeah. So um, for a while, I had had a, a couple yeah. that I kind of was like close. Um, and then I've taken it several, several times in my life. And um, so I, I think that I kind of gravitate toward a couple different ones here and there. Yeah. But the main one that shows up every time is always words of affirmation. Um, it's it's just, yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm a, I'm a words person. So, mm. favorite season. Favorite season. Let me guess. Let me guess. I want to guess. I want to guess. Mm. <laughs> I don't think it's summer. I think it's fall. Oh, I do love fall. I don't know, because I used to say spring. Okay. But allergies. Yeah. And they are kicking my butt this year. Yeah. They're killing me. Okay. So I think actually summer, just summer. because my birthday's in the summer. And oh, yeah. it's basically a holiday to me. So it is a holiday. So summertime. Summer because it's warm. And I wasn't going to say summer because, you know, today you had to wrap yourself up in I a do because thing. heat is like my kryptonite. Yeah. It can yeah. like, take me out really fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> just get me too hot. She's done. Yeah. <laughs> Summer's great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm. What about you? Um, Not winter. I hate. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. Mel has feelings about winter. It is so cold. hard. I don't like being cold. Snow. I don't like being cold. I like to look at the snow. I don't yeah, like to be in it. From a distance. Yeah. I'm not a skier. Uh, yeah, no. I'm not a go out in the snow. So it's definitely not winter. Um, uh, spring's okay, but we're coming out of the winter season. Yeah. I like to see all the flowers. Um you know, I love the colors of fall. Mm-hmm. I love the colors of fall. But I truly do, you know, we're way too much alike. Yeah. I really do love summer. I love the, I don't know if you saw some Instagram last night, but I love the fire pit. I, yeah, I just love that moment in time where I can sit mm. and enjoy the sounds and the peace and the quiet. Yes. Um, that summer hits because it's just cool in the evening. Um, We're not freezing. Um, I can go outside and it's warm. Even if it's kind of windy, it still still feels good. It still feels good being outside running in it. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm a, a, and my birthday's in the summer as well. Yeah, it's true. Our birthdays are only like a month apart. It's so random. You know, all my favorite foods are summer foods too, like peaches, Mm. cherries. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm going cherry picking this summer again. Oh, where do you go? Um, by Hood River. Okay, yeah. I can't remember. Is it? I don't know. We have picked when the kids were little. We picked berries so much, like yeah. berries and cherries oh, and all that berries. stuff. We have the best place 
in Corvallis to pick blueberries. I mean, I'm not joking. I'm not like just going above here. It's one of those things where you just pick blueberries. They're just falling Just like that. It's just like that. It's so great. We've gone there since the babies were this big. Oh. It's so great. I'm so jealous that Shantana will be there all summer and gets to... That's not fair. (laughs) She just gets to go out there. So I'm like, hmm, may take a day trip, go pick blueberries, um, Uh because they're so... It's so fast, and they're huge. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm I'm hungry. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So um, let's see. We don't even have a favorite food question on here. What is your favorite food? Uh, Well, I love summer foods. I love fruits, berries, all that, but... Frankly, rice. You, you. I love rice. So I grew up, my dad is half, or my dad is Mexican. I'm half Mexican. So I grew up with my dad's like home-cooked Mexican food all the time. So rice, or I think people call it Spanish rice or Mexican rice. I don't know. To me, it was always rice. Okay. Like when we went out to Chinese food, like steamed white rice, that was Chinese rice. Oh. And so people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm having rice. And I'm like, they'd bring it out. I'm like, no, no, you're having Chinese rice. That's not rice. So I figured out that rice, white rice is just rice, and I eat a special kind of rice from my dad. But I, I feel like um, on Forrest Gump, when like Bubba's going on about all the different shrimps, like that's how I feel about <laughs> rice. Like I like rice all the ways, especially fried rice. Oh my gosh, mm. paella. Oh my gosh, paella. <sighs> Rudy got me on this. I, I, I can't stop. Yeah. It's it's so bad that I want a whole for myself. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it. I'm I like, know. can y'all just make me one and then leave? No, just kidding. <laughs> stay, stay, stay. Stay, but, but, but leave me my own batch. But I want I my own batch that. because I can't believe the flavors. Yeah. They're so, so good. good. But. Rice kills you, though. It does. That's it's sad. It's it makes so me bad. really sad for you. It's It's so frustrating. I can't. I can't enjoy that. I mean, I I eat it because yeah. I loved it. Um, it's like popcorn. It's one of those choices. Yeah. I wish that rice and popcorn didn't do that to me, but they do. That's they the do. It's just not fun. And I don't think paella and quinoa really match. Yeah, I don't think it would do the I same. I think it would. No. Mm. And I, I can't mean, do pasta either, so. Yeah. There's nothing. I'm sad. It is sad. But it doesn't affect you, so that's good, right? This is good. And even if it did, I think it's one of those things I would power through. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, at least rice is gluten-free, which makes me really mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. Because it does, so far it does not bother me at all. Okay. So I'm so glad. But yeah. I love it. It's yeah, all the time. Eggs and rice. Oh, my like, goodness. <gasps> all, all, everything. I just oh. eat rice with everything. And I frequently do. We grew up on eggs and rice, Nina. Seriously, that was like... I call it poor man's food. I'm like, yeah, I, but I love it. Like the best food is poor man's food. Seriously. When we went to Costa Rica for breakfast, they have, um, I can't remember what they're called. Casada? No. There's something. Anyway, mm-hmm. but it's beans and rice mixed together, and they do red beans, mm. and then they throw eggs on top, and then oh, they Lord. serve it with a little green salad. Man, I think we ate that for like three months straight after we got back from Costa Rica the first time because it's so easy, it's so cheap, and it just tastes so good. Mm. So that is one of my favorite breakfasts. I could do beans. I can do beans and rice like all So the you time. can do beans as well? Little bits of beans, but okay. I soak them first. So oh. I think that's key. It gets okay. rid of some of the things that cause people issues. Okay. Um, but yeah, beans and rice. That's what we had for dinner last night. That's what I put on the board. Bean and rice bowls. Because you can just put anything with it. It's yeah. delicious, so... 
Hmm. That's awesome. Favorite food? Blueberries. Yeah, I I see a lot of blueberries. I love blueberries. And because I'm like, I have a sweet tooth. Yeah. And I'm trying not to feed that sweet tooth. Um, I will make, we have a Vitamix at home. Yeah. That's a tool that in the kitchen, that's like hands down, it's my staple. So I'll take a little bit of almond milk Mm. uh, and I'll measure it out. So half cup. And then I'll throw in um, like uh, about a half a cup to three quarters of a cup of blueberries and then a little bit of strawberries or vice versa. Frozen. All frozen. And I'll mash that up and make my own ice cream. Oh, that So that is good. my summer staple mm-hmm. for the whole, like, it's hot and, you know. Or I'll take um, just strawberries mm-hmm. with the, like, the almond milk for a liquid. And I'll do some lemon in there. So, like, strawberry lemonade Ooh, kind of a thing. Yes. So, you know. And I've done the same thing, adding a little bit of vanilla protein powder in there mm-hmm. to give me a little bit more of a, a meal. Mm-hmm. So... That's pretty much my... I love... When I was growing up, it was popcorn and fruit on Friday Mm. night and Saturday night. I love that. That's what we ate. It was popcorn and fruit. And so I just carried it over to my family. Yeah. So popcorn and fruit, it's like a go-to if I'm... That sounds so good. But I can't do that. And it's like, oh, it's too bad. That sucks. But whatever. But you can still do fruit. Yep. Um, Let's see. So what is your favorite benchmark workout? Annie. Jump ropes and sit-ups. Yes. Nice. It's double unders and sit-ups, actually. Double unders and sit-ups. Nice. Nothing Mm. like, you know, not being able to get out of bed without assistance for a few days after a workout. Yeah. Like, that's just... Yeah. Can't beat it. Yeah. And there's no thrusters. Right. After that, I'd say it's Helen. I really like Helen. Oh, boy. But Annie and Helen, those are... I like those girls. Hmm. Hmm. I actually never thought about my favorite. It's not Cindy, and it's not Murph. Well, um, actually, I know, a little opposite you in this. I actually do like Karen. I hate Karen. (laughs) I hate her. I do. I do like Karen. Um, 150 wall balls. I I do like that one. And then I do like. I know it sounds crazy, but I do like Fran. But I like heavy Fran. You're crazy. 15. Oh, because then the numbers aren't so bad, but still. 15. I think it's 15.93. Can't remember. Um, So just heavier. Yeah. So I haven't done that one in a long time. Um, The one workout that I haven't done, which we don't have the space to be able to do that with a class, we'd have to do it like coaches, um, but three bars of death. Oh, what is that? Linda. Oh. Yeah. So 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And I believe it's. What's deadlifts? Is there a, there's a bench press. Bench, bench press and then squat, squat cleans. And one is body weight, one is three quarters of body weight, one is half body weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. I, and I want to do that. <laughs> I, we haven't had the opportunity because you, you need three bars. Right. So that, that may be a... That could be a coach's one. That could be a coach's one. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. I don't... I think it's... Body weight deadlift. No. I'll have to. I'll have to okay. look it up. Yeah, but Linda. I could do that. Yeah. I don't know about the bench. That'd be the trickiest one. Yeah. I'd want to lose a whole bunch of weight right before. I know. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't bench myself. I know I can't. Ten, ten times? Yeah. Yeah. 
And she died. All right. Okay. This is this question. This next one is like is our question because it's like our thing. Yes. Best place for coffee. Hmm. Hmm. So let's think local first, and then we'll think all time. Okay. So local, best place for coffee. Hmm. Hmm. I have to admit, I am a Starbucks snob. Because I like their consistency. Yeah. And I used to be like, I'll only go local places, I'll yeah. only do that. And I, I did that for a long time. Yeah. And every time, like, it was like a crapshoot. Yeah. Which I don't like. Like, yeah. Ian's always made fun of me because mm-hmm. I will find something I like and that's it. Like, I yeah. am stuck to it. That's why right. I could eat beans and rice all the time. But coffee and like if I like a place I want to go there and I want to get the same like good cup of coffee every time not 50% of the time yeah so like if there's a really good place and actually um Greenpaw in Redmond I could go there and get that like almost every time get a really great cup of coffee but a little tangent like I noticed there's like light roast is really popular right now especially Mm. like in Portland Northwest like hipster areas okay I hate light roast coffee yeah I hate it I'm just very strong feelings about it. Yeah. I like a medium or even a dark roast, like Italian, like whatever. Just I like darker, like yeah. good, good coffee flavor. Yeah. So Starbucks is where I can go anywhere yeah. and get the same cup. And if they do for some reason like mess it up, they're going to remake it for me. Yeah, that no. customer service is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Though I'm usually like, if I don't make it, I'll just drink it. <laughs> there was one time where I was like, uh, I'm really sorry, but I don't like this coffee. <laughs> Can I get something else? And they're like, of course. Oh, okay, that was easy. That's funny. I I as well. It's it's. I know it sounds bad because you know, everybody has their opinion about Starbucks, but it's Starbucks for me. Like it's always been that. In fact, the roast that we get at home is from Costco. The in the red bag espresso beans. Mm-hmm. It's it's good stuff. The thing that we get and. You know, I make my espresso at home, and I'm on a no-spend two months. Oh, man. I'm with you. I no-spend for coffee yeah. for the next two months. Well, till August 5th, 6th, maybe. Maybe 5th. <laughs> After. A- anyways. So, but it's it's like, yeah, that is, I like the consistency. Mm-hmm. But can you believe I hated coffee? I did too. What? Why did you start drinking coffee? No way. Yeah. This is so crazy. <laughs> I'll have to tell you my story after you tell me yours. Okay. <laughs> so in college, I would get mad at Claude because the coffee smell was so bad. I was like, yeah. it, that is so disgusting. I can't believe you're drinking that. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. And he was a coffee-holic because that's the only way he could stay awake to you know yeah. study. This is before kids. And... Uh, so we moved to Washington and I meet my friend Kelly and... Um, I, you know, she's very clear that I can't stand coffee. Yeah. Well, then she's like introduces me to espresso. Oh. And Yum. caramel macchiato. Oh my gosh. It started with the caramel macchiato. You're like the same person. I'm just gonna throw that out there. So okay. we went on a trip to Hutchinson, Minnesota, and it was a quilting retreat, and that's when I had my first espresso caramel macchiato, and I like that was it. And then I got back, and we got an espresso machine for Christmas. Claude got oh, me one for Christmas. Yes. Um, and then uh, it obviously paid for itself over oh, the next yeah, totally. six years. And we literally, I, I had a little, like, frother, and 
literally made caramel macchiatos forever. And um, it was funny because my, I think Gabby was, oh gosh, I can't remember. Do you know how old you were when you had your first coffee? Six. So we were in Elk. Yeah, Gabby just popped into the podcast here. Hi, Gabby. Hi, Hi Gabby. Um, so um, we were like, we were still up there, and she was the little girl, and we went to this lovely couple's house, and they made an iced coffee. Oh. Gabby had a sip, and I lost was her. It? That, that was, was it. it. That was the end game I've right there. I've seen this girl drink coffee. Seriously. She likes her coffee. She does. So, yeah, that is, and, it, and it, over the years, I kind of pulled back like, Okay, not as much vanilla. Okay, yeah. not as much caramel. Yeah. And and I pulled away from that because obviously the sugary drinks are not healthy yeah. for you. Right. Right. Apparently. Yeah, I may have gained a little weight with that. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's my coffee story. So how old were you when you started drinking coffee? Um so had Shantana at nineteen, got to Washington when she was I want to say 24 or 25, probably 24 or 25. If I, Claude probably would know exactly because yeah. it, it was like torture brain. for him. And he reminds me all the time. He's like, I can't even remember. Like you're like coffee-holic and you like gave me such a bad time uh-huh. that it was smelled so bad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so gross. Now yeah. I'm like, give me the coffee. Put it under uh, my nose. It right. <laughs> Open the new ba- bean oh, bag gosh, and then it's it. like, oh, just smell so that. Good. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I was 26. What? Yeah. So crazy. Oh, I was all about tea because I had coffee and it yeah. was nasty. And it's, mm. it was stinky. I did not like the smell either. It smells are really huge to me. And I was like, oh, that's so gross. And I think Ian would drink it at work. Yeah. Um, but I was like, we're not having coffee in the house. Like, we can have it for guests, <laughs> but I don't want that, that nonsense in my house. It's disgusting. <laughs> So then, like, over time, I noticed, like, I'd go to the store, and I used to hate walking down the coffee aisle, and then over time, I was like, hmm, that's not so bad. Like, the smell just kept getting better and better, and one day, I was like, you know, I'd really like to start drinking coffee, but I will not go buy it. Somebody has to offer it to me, and then I will try it. I kid you not, it was like when you asked if I wanted to coach CrossFit. I, the very next day I was in Safeway and this woman from Starbucks walked up with a tray of salted caramel mochas and she was like, would you like to try a sample of this coffee? And I swear like the angels like sang from heaven (laughs) and I had the sip and I was like, oh, this is like, this is amazing. Like what have I been missing out on my whole entire life? The marketing totally worked. I went and bought a tall or a grande of that. And yeah, like it was like overnight. We had a coffee maker, we had caramel sauce, we had all the things because I fell in love with coffee. So, but yeah, same thing oh over the years. Gosh. Now I like I just want a strong black mm-hmm. americano mm-hmm. or like my Nespresso maker. Mm. I wake up in the morning just so I can have that coffee. I love and that. Yeah, but yeah, I did not like coffee for a very long time. That is so ironic. It's so weird. We are so the same person. I know. I love that. Um, last question. <laughs> <laughs> like, no really good segue for this. Yeah, we just randomly wrote things down. Yeah. Um, how do you do recovery? So so recovery is, you know, if we recover from something, obviously we've, um, whether it's, you know, 
go on vacation, you got to come back and recover from it. You, mm. you know, um, go on a run or you do a race or something like that, you have to recover. So, so this is more of a question, I think, of everyday workouts mm-hmm. or running or whatever you're doing um, and life, right. living life. How do you stay on top of recovery? Mm. That's a great question. Because if you don't do recovery well... Mm you're going to notice yeah. in everything. I think Ben Bergeron has said before, like it's all about recovery. Like mm-hmm. you might think it's all about your workouts, but actually it's all about how you recover from your workouts yeah. so that you can go back and do more and get better, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Uh, so for me, um, pretty much right after I do a workout or a run or whatever, I'll have um, a recovery drink. It's got BCAAs in it. Mm-hmm. And I just notice like, it perks me up really well. Mm-hmm. Plus, it gets me rehydrated pretty mm-hmm. quickly. So mm-hmm. it's 12 ounces. And then I'll do a protein shake. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a scent and their protein. It's mm-hmm. super good. Try to have some carbs just mm-hmm. a little bit, like right after, like some fruit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I suck at it and I can feel mm-hmm. like the difference, you mm-hmm. know, like when I recover well and when I don't. Um, sleep. Mm-hmm. So like yesterday, I... I had to take a nap. I was so tired. So I might nap today. We'll see. I never know now. It's crazy. But getting plenty of sleep, Mm -hmm. um, hydrating with water, and making sure, like, I am getting adequate protein and just checking my macros, basically, throughout the day to make sure that my only protein isn't right after my workout. Right. It's every meal, trying to make sure there's some balanced, you know, fat, mm. protein, carbs throughout the day. Definitely. Um, huge. Yeah. Like, food, I think, is is super important, mm-hmm. the foundation. And then um, sleep, too. Mm-hmm. Like, those, those couple things, like, I found, like, I can usually do something, um, do some kind of workout, take care of my recovery, whatever, that little routine, and then bounce back and do something else. I'm not, mm-hmm. like, exhausted. Mm-hmm. So that's mine. Mine, oh, gosh. It, you know, it's different seasons of my life. I've had to put a different focus on what recovery is. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, my mental clarity mm-hmm. and making sure that my brain and my mind are in a good place is, is number one importance. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just where I'm at. And so um, that can go good and can go not good if my sleep is off um, or if my tummy's acting up. Mm. So I've had to categorize, all right, so what are the things that are most important? But the mind is truly huge. I have this huge diagram that I that I wrote out a, a few days ago just on the, the different areas. We're going to cover this on a different podcast, but um, the different areas that are so important in our lives and the, the mindset and our mind is, is so key. And so if I'm operating on level 10 all the time, it doesn't matter how good I eat, mm-hmm. truly. Like it doesn't, or I, I won't be getting sleep. I'm going to forget to drink water. Right. I'm gonna forget to meal prep. I'm gonna forget everything, and that's usually what happens. Yeah. So, um, like taking care of my mind is a part of my recovery, and once I can grasp hold of that, then I go, all right. So, where is my body at? Like, mm. how's my body feeling? Well, I'm feeling stiff. All right. So, how's 
my my flexibility? Am I doing all the things or am I not doing all the things? <laughs> like truly, like am I stretching? Am I doing those things? Taking care of that stuff, making time for myself. Because I get so wound up on life and doing and go, go, go that I'll either be sitting for long periods of time working at the desk yeah. or I'll be on my feet going or I'll be squeeze. Here's my problem. I'll be squeezing a workout in mm. and then going right back to what I was doing, mm-hmm. not being mindful of what my body needs. So I do, like today after the workout, I was like, well, I'm going to have an indoor to get some hydration back up and I did feel so much better so I know that is part of the you know the the, the putting it stuff in my body is important but I've never things have been so off with my stomach yeah lately I'm like I never know what's gonna act up so mindset making sure that my mind's under control and then um I'm in a place where I can you know okay taking care of myself or not having such high expectations I loved the score today yeah What'd you have it for took, dinner? <laughs> right? Excuse me. What did you have for dinner? Not how fast did you get it done? And it took that pressure off. And for me, that helps my mind. Yeah. Um, making sure that I stayed and stretched right after the workout. That helps with my recovery big time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously making sure I'm hydrated. And then I get those protein shakes in and I'm, my food is where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But for me, it starts with my – it does start with my mindset – so how do you how do you do that? So what's been helping a lot lately is sitting my mind in a place in the morning where um, I'm focusing on the things that are good mm. and uh, you know being in a place of being grateful mm. makes a big difference. It really made a big difference this week. Um, and then just like like looking at because my brain is so overloaded sometimes and I have thousands of things that are always it's like spaghetti in my brain right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but if I can just take that out a little bit and put it down on paper Mm -hmm. and prioritize five things in my day that I need to accomplish and that those are wins if I can get them done but if I don't get them done no pressure no worry I can still work on it tomorrow it's not the end of the world right and and so that's where that mindset of it's not an all or nothing Mm -hmm. it's just working on one thing at a time and and trying to get that done but um and then being in a, okay with resting is it's truly so difficult for me and I, I don't know it's hard I don't know if many people other than you and probably my family know just how difficult resting is for me mm-hmm. um if you've known me for any length of time I don't even know how to rest sometimes yeah um I literally have to leave <laughs> the country <laughs> potentially you know I have to get out of here to yeah. be able to to rest I think but that's not where I want to be I want to be in a place where I can like turn everything off and just chill out and rest yeah so um taking ample time to do that does help my mind but I even found myself out because this last weekend the kids were in town yeah I think somebody had to work and somebody had oh football yeah. And I was like, okay, I am going to make myself stay in my pajamas mm-hmm. and do nothing. Watch movies, maybe. Yeah. Try not to focus on the laundry or the dishes and just not care. Like, truly just chill out. Not to be, like, mindless about anything. Not to overeat or overindulge. Just to just chill out. Mm-hmm. 
because there's so many things that need to be done, but I need to learn how to rest. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't, I'm going to be in a really bad spot when I'm 60, right? So I'm like, okay, so this is a priority for me right now. Um, Mindfully thinking, how do I do that? And it's force feeding right now. Mm. But it was really a challenge. It was so difficult. Um, I think after the third or fourth movie, I think Claude was probably like, you just want to watch movies? I'm like, yeah, that's not what I wanted to say. I wanted to be like, I even got up to look and see if we had popcorn. Oh, we didn't. So I was like, crap, I can't eat bad. Okay, whatever. But yeah, just mindfully thinking about what I need to do um, in a day, looking at that five things, like on my my calendar, I have the one, two, three, four, five. Number one is like, you know, workout, mm-hmm. exercise, move, um, my water, mm. And then, um, you know, eat. I was saying, like, eat and then my macros. But lately I'm just saying, eat balanced. (laughs) Just eat balanced because it's this, you know, I got to remember to do these things. And then then a couple things, whether it's a personal thing or a business thing that need to get accomplished. So it's kind of lowering my expectations on myself a little bit. Mm. So my expectations aren't so far up here that I will fail myself. Yeah. And then I'll be back in a place of frustration the next day. So gratitude to start the day. um, And just kind of taking a few minutes to have some quiet time with my coffee. So important. It it really is a make or break thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's the thing where my regime is to get up, make my coffee, sit on the couch, quiet time. Mm -hmm. And if that's interrupted, it does throw my day off. It really does throw my day off. Um, but I'm trying not to let it like be the end of the world yeah. and just get right back in there. Um, and then having some time, not a ton, just some three things that I'm grateful for. And, uh, and then going on with looking at my, what do I need to accomplish today? My five things. And then just going for it. Um, it's made a big difference, but it takes effort. Yeah. <laughs> it takes effort. So that's how I do recovery. Um, my reco- my like recovery it. is different in this season of life. It's like life recovery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's exercise, you know, like we stretched today after and had our recovery drinks and what have you. But, um, you know, I'm recovering just in life. Yeah. So, like yeah. It. Yeah. Anyways. Well. That's all we have for for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed our little uh, Q&A. And uh, yeah, if you have any more questions that you want um, Koshina and I to answer, definitely message us. Uh, (laughs) We would love to, uh, yeah, we'd love to answer your questions and uh, go deeper. So you guys have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Three Peaks Strong Podcast. If you found any of this podcast helpful, we'd love for you to share it with your friends and family and leave us a five-star review.